All right. Well, good morning, Ridge. Man, I'm so glad to see y'all here this morning. All right, so we've had a, little, a couple little technical glitches here today. Um, here's what I want you to do. I just updated the message notes because I completely forgot. Uh, so everybody, turn off your app, go out of your app, swipe it up, get rid of it, and then open it back up, okay? And it should refresh with today's message notes on there. Let's hope that works, okay? But I'm so glad that you're with us this morning, especially if you're worshiping in here. I'm so glad for everybody being live. Uh, and if you're online, man, we're so glad that you tuned in for Ridge at Home. And if this is your first time visiting with us, uh, we just hope that you experience two things. Number one is the love of Jesus Christ, of course. His love changes us. But number two is a different kind of church. Um, and I love this time that we have on Sunday mornings. I don't know about y'all, but I need Sunday mornings. Man, I look forward to Sunday mornings every week, um, whether that's coming to Brookstone or, or being with everybody online, like I said, because I, I don't know about you, but, you know, going through the series that we're in right now, I just, I feel like I need a little bit of a boost here lately. You know, with the way the world is going right now, each week, uh, it just gets draining. And just when you think things can't get worse, something else happens, and it just sends everybody and everything and all the news media and all the apps and everything, it just sends everybody spiraling out of control. Um, let's take last weekend, for example, okay? Not even this week, not even this weekend. Let's look at last weekend just as an example. As if there wasn't enough going on, there was suddenly a vacancy in the Supreme Court, okay? And instead of celebrating a life, which we should be doing, the news immediately jumps into what happens next, Right, and, and automatically just, with the series we're in, Dealing with Fear, they're just automatically casting fear. Like, you know, what, what will happen if, if Trump gets to pick the newest uh, Supreme Court justice? Or if there just remains a 4-4 split on, on, the, on the justice system? Or if we got to wait and Biden gets his pick? But everybody just, man, it's just like whatever it is, you just, you just need to be scared of who might get picked. Last weekend, I was also reading that the CDC is projecting things to get rough this fall. With flu season and, and COVID still out there, there, there's no telling what to expect, but officials are saying, just, just be prepared, which scares me, right? And, and last weekend, I also read this article about the increasing debt that the middle class is, is accumulating right now in the middle of all this craziness with the economy being like it is, and you know, as a result of shutting down and then reopening back up and people having to use their retirement to help get them through this moment and all that kind of stuff. And it makes me scared to think, you know, what's next? What could happen with the economy? Or if we have to shut back down again, like all that kind of stuff. Man, it just builds and builds. Last weekend, I also read about how many churches are closing during all of this. You know, the health and the, the viability of smaller churches who have congregations that are really primarily vulnerable, right? And it scares me to think of what my other fellow pastors are going through. It scares me to think about how to keep the church connected in the middle of all of this. And then to top it all off, last weekend is when the Falcons blew the biggest lead possible. Did y'all see this? I mean, I think I saw Gary put on Twitter that, that I think with three minutes left, they had a 99% chance of winning. And no matter, even, as if we don't have enough going on, the Falcons continue to look for more ways to lose, right? It's just crazy. We're 0-2, we're and I'm scared about the rest of the season. Listen, it's tough out there. 
The stuff that we're facing right now, like seriously, it changes so fast with, and with COVID on top of all that, it's, it's like nothing we've ever faced before. You know, and we may, need, we may never see anything like this again in our lifetime. And because of everything that we click online or watch on TV or hear from our friends as we're gathered around the water coolers at work, our fears, man, they, with everything, they, they just build and build and build and build and fear. Fear spreads so quickly. Here's what I'm getting at today. Fear is contagious. And it has the ability to overwhelm us and spread like wildfire to everyone. And the crazy thing about it is, is that it doesn't even take a whole lot of fear for it to spread uncontrollably. I noticed this uh, uh, about two months ago when Shannon happened to come into contact with somebody that had um, been tested positive for COVID. And when I found out, she called me to tell me that she had been near, you know, this person and this had all happened while I was at work. And so I'm on the phone with her and I was like, well, I guess I'm checking into a hotel tonight. <laughs> I'll see you in two weeks. Good, with, good luck with it. Drink plenty of fluids, you know. But she got a test done in the appropriate amount of time. And she found out she was negative, and she's still quarantined through the whole thing. And we all took precautions, but for a while there, it was scary. We were afraid. We were afraid not so much of the sickness, and, and of course we were afraid of the sickness and what it might do to Shannon, but we're also afraid that, that, that we might infect other people, right? What if she has it and it spreads? Or what if I have it and I spread it and I hurt somebody else? Like, what, what if? And I think that all of us, we've probably all had a similar story in the last six months. We've all experienced something similar to this. And I just use that as an example because here's my point. Here's my point. Just as quickly as this sickness can spread, so can fear. In fact, I think fear spreads faster. And I want you to understand something, okay? If, I want you to embrace this truth, okay? Here's where we're going for the whole morning, okay? This is what I want you to leave with today. I want you to know that you're a carrier, okay? You're, you're carrying something, not, not the virus, not the virus, but you're carrying something that's easily spread to other people. And you know what? For the sake of this series, let's just narrow it down to two things. I, I think that today, in light of the current situation that we're in, in light of the world that we're living in today, you're either carrying faith or fear. Faith or fear, so the question is, what are you spreading? What are you spreading? Are you carrying more fear? Like, are you constantly spreading fear to the people that you're uh, around? Like when it comes to the upcoming election and what may or may not happen when it comes to your class schedules and, and the tests and, and everything that you got coming up. When it comes to your work and the uncertainty of what each day holds. When it comes to a family situation that just won't let up. Are you consumed with worry and anxiety all the time? Because let me tell you, friends, that spreads and people can catch it. Or, or are you carrying faith? Are, are you trusting God with the future? Like what we said last week, like are you trusting God with tomorrow and you're, you're just focused on today? And you're trying to make your best of today knowing that God's got tomorrow and the next month that he is not only working in the world, but he loves and he cares for me and he is working in my tomorrow too. Just like that verse said last week. Because that kind of faith that kind of faith, that spreads 
also. So you're carrying something. What are you spreading? Are you spreading fear or are you spreading faith? Because both are contagious. And the bottom line is this. Whenever people are near you, they're going to catch what you're carrying. And you know what? No masks and no social distancing is going to prevent it. You're a carrier. The question is, here's the question. Is what you're carrying worth catching? Is what you're carrying worth catching? For this morning's piece of scripture, let me take you to the New Testament. I want to take you to the to the book of 1 Thessalonians, okay? This comes from the Apostle Paul, okay? And he's writing this letter to the church in Thessalonica. And, and this church just kind of set this up where we're going today. This church had every reason to be scared, okay? They had every reason to be afraid, okay? They, they were being persecuted. They had these crazy trials. And in a time when the most logical thing to do was to spread fear and, and to be afraid, Paul tells them this. Let's look at this first verse. He says, let's... He starts off this way. He says, we always thank God for all of you and we pray for you continually. Paul is like, listen, I know what you're going through. Okay, so when I think of you, I'm always thanking God for you and your ministry. And, and Paul starts off, he's like, listen, I want you to know that we're praying for you all the time. This was Paul's way of just offering. He knows what's happening in this church. He knows how scary it is. He's just offering some encouragement. Those of you that are in my Wednesday night group, you remember this? When we're talking about happiness and relationships and, and being uh, just expecting the best from other people, that's what Paul is doing. Again, he's just encouraging them. He's like, keep it up. Man, we're praying for you. We thank God for you. All right, next verse. And then he says this, as we pray to God and Father, to our God and Father for you, we think about your faithful work, your loving deeds, the enduring hope you have because of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So when he thinks about them, pay attention to this for a minute. When he thinks about them, Okay, he's not focused on what they're afraid of. He's not focused on the fear of everything that could spread. No, no, no. What he's focused on is their faithful work, their loving deeds, and their enduring hope. When Paul thinks about this group in this church, in spite of everything that's going on, what Paul thinks about is faith, hope, and love. Now, why? Why does this church have such faith, hope, and love? It's because of their relationship with Jesus Christ. They had great faith, not because of what was going on in the world, but because they served the one who was Lord over the world, right? Their focus, this church in Thessalonica, wasn't, wasn't on everything else that was going on. Their focus was on God. So why did they have faith over fear? Skip down to verse five. Here's your next verse. He says this, is because when we brought you the good news, okay, it was, only, it was not only with words, but it came with power. The reason they had faith over fear is because the good news, the good news, the name of Jesus, it comes with power. Here's what I want you to know today, okay? Is that not only is fear contagious and can spread easily, but good news is even more powerful and good news is contagious. Y'all, good news is contagious. Think about it. Good news spreads so fast. Think about how quick the news of a new baby spreads, right? Especially with Facebook and social media, everybody's so quick to post pictures and now they got, you know, photographers that come into the hospital and they take pictures and they post it and everybody's like, oh my gosh, have you seen, have you heard? 
You know, when, when, I, when I was born, my dad tells the story of how at, at the hospital, you know, there was no Facebook. There, there was no internet at the time, right? So at the hospital, the guy came outside and to spread the good news of my birth, the first birth in the McGrath household, he got on the CB. Y'all know what CBs are, right? I just lost like everybody, you know, 20 and under in here. He got on the CB and he's like, breaker, breaker, one nine, we have a boy, we had a boy, you know. So, but good news spreads fast. Imagine the day, imagine the day they find a cure for this thing. How fast is that news going to spread? I saw a commercial the other day for cancer research and how you should support them right, and how we should support cancer research because one day there will be a cure. I'm believing and I'm praying that there will be a cure for this. And when there is, I mean, you're gonna remember where you were when you heard that news, right? How fast is that news gonna spread? And y'all, here's the deal. Here's where I'm going with this. We have the best news possible, right? You see, it's not just a news that, that cures a physical sickness, but it cures a spiritual illness, right? Jesus came to this earth to die for everyone who is sick. And I'm not talking about spiritually sick, but I'm talking about people that are eaten up with sin, which includes everyone, which includes you and me and everyone in this world. The world was in need of a cure for the stain of sin and what it does to life. So God, God in heaven, he doesn't just shout his love to the earth. No, what he does is he packages it and he sends it in the form of his son, Jesus. Jesus strips off all of his heavenly glory and he becomes one of us, the perfect one of heaven comes to live among us. And then he did something crazy. He hangs out with the worst, right? He talked to prostitutes. He touched lepers. He cured the dying. He even asked the most hated people of his time to be in his inner circle of 12. And by example, he showed his love and how he came for everyone who's ever felt like they've blown it in life, which is all of us, right? We've all sinned and we all fall so short of the glory of God. And the great thing about the coming of Jesus was the message that we cannot make ourselves right with God. It's not up to what we do, but it's only by the grace of God himself through Jesus. And that was all made possible by the fact that Jesus died on the cross to pay for our sin. Death could not hold him in the grave. And because he's resurrected, we are promised a resurrection and to be saved from our sins and to live with God the Father forever. And y'all, that is the best news ever given. That is the best news ever right, in the history of this world, in that good news, it needs to be shared. And that good news is contagious. In that good news, it's worth spreading. That's the good news that Paul is talking about in verse five. And then Paul, he keeps going down in that same chapter. He talks about how the spreading of that good news is making an impact how it's making an impact on other people, how much it's spreading. Look at this next verse, uh, down in verse eight. He says this, and now the word of the Lord is ringing out from you to people everywhere, even beyond Macedonia and Achaia. For wherever we go, we find people telling us about your faith in God. He's like, everywhere I go, what I'm hearing is about your faith, not fear, not what you're afraid of, not what's happened in the world, but I'm, I'm hearing about your faith in God. What if, 
What if our faith was so contagious that wherever we went, that's what people said about us? Right? How even in the darkest times that we still believed in the goodness of God. How when everybody else is afraid that our hope is in the good news of a risen Savior that promises to be with us, to never leave us, and to care for us, and to love us no matter what's happening. That's what's happening in this early church. And because of that faith, hope, and love, man, 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 it was just like wildfire. And it was spreading, and it was spreading faster than any virus ever could. And everybody was catching it. Again, let's go back to that opening thought. You're carrying something. You're carrying something. Is, is what you're carrying worth catching? So let me go over just a few things to consider when it comes to spreading more faith and less fear. To have faith over fear in our lives. Okay, so look at your message notes again. If your app is pulling up last week's message notes, shut it down, bring it back up. It ought to refresh and there, it ought to be in there now. But let's look at point number one, and there's no fill in the blanks because I was late on it, okay? So number one is this, put God in first place. That's what we've got to do. Okay, to have faith over fear, we've got to put God in first place. One of my favorite verses is Psalm 27, 1. The Lord is my light, my salvation, whom shall I fear? It goes on to say, the Lord is my stronghold, of whom shall I be afraid? This is a verse that I continually say. This is one of my favorite verses that I repeat to myself when I'm anxious or worried or having those thoughts of fear. Because in this verse, God is described in two ways. He's described as light and salvation. Let, let me talk about those two things for just a minute, okay? What does light do? Light illuminates, right? We, we see things more clearly. People, he, here's the deal. You're less afraid when there's more light. That's just how it is. I remember Nathan a while back when we were doing stuff on the property back when we could have really large gatherings. You remember those days? Um, but back then, he, he got one of these huge lights for an outside thing, and it was like one of these blocks that had all these LEDs, and he's like, man, this is the best light ever. And I was like, no way, it can't be that bright. Let me see it. And, and I did the worst thing possible. I turned it on while I was looking straight at it. Have you ever done that? And automatically blinded for like five minutes. You know, you're continually walking around the rest of the day with, with spots in your eye, right? But it was powerful. I've been in those situations, and you have too. Where you walk into dark woods, into a dark home, into a dark room, and the one thing you want is a powerful light. Because no matter how dark and scary that situation is, light eliminates the darkness and it erases fear. Listen, when we're confused and afraid, God promises to be that light that shines in our lives. And the second thing about this is that he promises to always be our salvation, right? The psalmist that wrote this, he, he knew that no matter what happened in life, that God would always give him a path to eternal life, okay? And that kind of, when you remember that, when you stop and you put God in first place and you remember that your salvation is in him and that nobody and nothing can take that away, that kind of puts everything else into perspective, doesn't it? Right? The, the idea that no matter what happens in this world, no matter what happens with my finances or at school or at home or my relationships or at work, whatever, one thing I never have to be worried about, one thing that nobody can ever, one thing I don't have to be afraid of ever losing or being taken away from me is my salvation in Jesus Christ. So when it comes down to, to living faith over fear, the first thing we gotta do is we gotta put God in first place. 
Realizing that he is the only one that, that can really meet our needs. That, that he is the light we need in a dark world. And the hope of salvation that we have in Jesus, it gets us through whatever we're going through. The second thing we need to do, the second thing we need to do is put people in their place. We got to put people in their place. And here's what I mean by that. Is that even though you may be a carrier of hope, love, joy, peace, and faith, other people aren't. And the social media and the news and television, man, they're, they're, usually carrying, they're usually carrying fear. That's what they're selling. That's what they're peddling, right? So what we've got to do, man, is we cannot overvalue the things of this world. Because if we do, we're going to catch what they're carrying. Isaiah 51 says this. God says, I am the Lord, okay? I am the Lord, putting God in first place, right? The one who encourages you. Why are you so afraid of other humans? Like, why are you so afraid of them, right? Why are you so worried about what other people are saying or what other people are selling? God's the main one who counts. You know, some people, when, when I look at some people and how they live their lives, man, they're only out for the applause, right? They're, they're only out about their image and what other people think about them. And if that happens, then what's gonna happen in my life is I'm gonna catch what other people are carrying, carrying because I'm so worried about what they think that I'm aiming, my aim is to please them and not God. So that means that if they're carrying fear and I wanna please them, I'm gonna catch what they're spreading. If they're carrying selfishness and they're only looking out for number one and I'm worried about more about what they think than what God thinks, then I'm gonna catch what they're carrying. If they're pessimistic and they're just down on everything and they're not hopeful about anything and I'm worried about what they're thinking, then that means I'm gonna catch what they're carrying. You see, God never intended for us to live that way. That's why that verse in Isaiah, is God, God's like, why, why are you even so worried about them? You gotta put people in their place. They're just humans. At the end of the day, what can they possibly do to you? God, God's like, I wanna shift your focus away from them and towards him. So what are we gonna do? In, in order to have faith over fear, what do we gotta do? We gotta put God in first place. We gotta put others in their place. And then number three, we gotta put ourselves in the proper place. I gotta put myself in the proper place. And here's what I mean by that. I want you to know just how valuable you are to God. You are so valuable to him. And the reason I bring that up is because when we get overwhelmed and we get afraid and we tend to start carrying around a lot of fear that's contagious to other people, we tend to think that God's nowhere near us, that God doesn't love us, that God doesn't care about us. After all, why in the world is all this happening to me? Right, well, when we look through the lens of fear, what we often do is we get a distorted image of God. And all it causes us to do is focus more on fear and less on faith. And the antidote to this, the antidote to this is I gotta remember who I am when it comes to God in his presence. I got a great verse to share with you. It comes from Ephesians chapter one, verse four. Listen, this is what, this is what he says, before the creation of the world, he chose us, God chose us through Christ to be holy and perfect in his presence. Y'all, this is such a great verse. Let, let me explain this for just a minute. It teaches us so much. It teaches us three things. Number one is that he had us in mind even before the creation of this world. He knew about you and he loved you. The second thing about this is that he chooses us. 
He chose you. Now, not everybody chooses God, but that doesn't erase the fact that God chooses everyone to be loved. God chooses everyone to come into his presence, to know his son Jesus. You are chosen by God. Number three, he chooses to work a good, life, good work in your life no matter what's going on. God wants to keep working in your life so that you become more like Jesus Christ until one day you are standing in his presence fully perfected. So how awesome is that? Like when I get this overwhelming fear set in in my life, I've got to remember this because no matter what happens, no matter what this world tries to spread, I know that I'm created by God. I know that I'm created for God. And that, man, that just strengthens my faith. And that helps remind me to have faith over fear. You see, I just want you to remember these three points. Because I truly believe that those who believe in God, who have a proper understanding of where God is, that God is in first place in their life. And and number two, they're not always buying into what other people are selling. They're not always worried about, you know, living into this world or what other people think. And, And number three, they remember who they are in the sight of God. Those kinds of people, man, they have the kind of hope that no virus could ever kill. You see, I've got hope in my Savior. My hope isn't in anything else. My hope isn't in the government, even though I pray for it every day. I I pray for the, the wisdom of our leaders. I pray for the upcoming election. My hope isn't in the medical field, although I pray for the doctors all the time. I pray for the researchers that are gonna kick this virus in the tail, right? And help us fight against this. But my hope isn't in the stock market. It's not in the economy, although I pray for jobs all the time, that they will remain intact, that unemployment will go away. No, my my hope and my faith, my faith is in the one who spoke everything into being. My hope is in the all-knowing and all-powerful, and all-present. The, the one who healed the eyes of the blind. The, the one who opened deaf ears. The one who has the power to raise the dead. The one who is on the throne both now and forevermore. So that's why, that's why I said last week, I, I want to be known as a faith spreader, a love giver, a hope dealer, right? It's all because of Jesus. And just in case you're new this morning, and just in case you're online, and maybe you've tuned in, and you don't know who Jesus is, let me tell you who he is. Okay, He is the spiritual bread that strengthens my soul. He is the one who delivers the captives. He is the one that restores the broken. He is the one that strengthens the weak. He is our provider, our comforter, our source, our strength, our redeemer, our rock, our sustainer. He is our shelter in times of trouble. He is the light that we just talked about that is in a dark world. He is the prince of peace. He is the alpha and the omega. He is the resurrection and the life. He is Jesus. His goodness is indescribable. His power is overwhelming. His grace is all-encompassing. Death could not hold him down. He is the King of kings. He is the Lord of lords. That's who's with me. That's who I'm carrying every day. And that's who I hope people are catching from me. That's what I want to spread. That's the message that I want people to get from me. Because you know what? Fear is contagious but so is faith. Worry is contagious, but so is hope. Love, man, love conquers all, even though hate can spread so quickly. Listen, listen, listen. 
we have good news, right? And good news spreads. Good news is contagious. And right now, when so many people are afraid and they're worried and they're uncertain and they're looking for optimism, I'm hoping that you're willing to let his light shine through you because this world is scary and this world is complicated and just when things seem to be picking up, man, that's when something else happens just like last week, just like last weekend when it just seems to kick us in the rear end and send us spiraling out of control again. But God, but our God is more powerful. Our God is in control and he is at work in all things, and he promises to never leave us or forsake us. And friends, that is good news. And my prayer is that the good news is, is more contagious than any virus ever could be. You're a carrier. The question is, is what you're carrying worth catching? Is it faith or fear? Because what we want is for people to catch faith over fear. Let's pray together. God, I just pray that you would give us the strength that we need because we need it. God, we need your help to overcome the fear that we have in life. Jesus, we want faith over fear, not just for us, but for the people around us. God, for our families for our friends, for our coworkers. God, for the people that we need to be in ministry to, God, help us to spread faith, not fear. God, help us to spread faith over anything else in this world. God, help us to be the ones that share hope and love and faith, just like that church did in Thessalonica, because that's infectious, man, that's contagious, God. We want when people around us that they can't help but be impacted by the presence of God in our lives. And Jesus, I pray that if there's anyone with us this morning that's new or worshiping with us online that doesn't know you as Savior, God, who wants that kind of faith and hope and love that only comes from you, God, I pray that you would touch their heart. God, I pray that you would speak to them now. I pray that you would move in their life that they would that they would just know how much you love them. God, that you loved them even before the world was created. God, that you loved us that much. And if that's you this morning, if you're new, if you're online and you don't know that kind of love, but you wanna accept Jesus, then just pray this with me. Just say, Jesus, I don't understand it all, but I do know, God, that you died for my sins, that you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Please forgive me. And come into my heart. Jesus, we thank you for anyone who may have accepted you as Lord and Savior this morning. God, we thank you for the amazing opportunity to be a carrier of faith and to spread your love everywhere we go. It's in Jesus' name we pray all these things. Amen.